What is up, people? Let the legacy continue. I'd like to thank you for joining us on Real to Real. My name is David Harris, and let me start by offering my sincerest apologies to all of you who have already subscribed to the show. We had to step away from the show for a while, and that lasted longer than we had anticipated. But as they say, uh, due to uh, some circumstances beyond our control, we've been delayed in putting out any uh, new shows. But we have our I's dotted and T's crossed, and it is definitely time to get back at it. And needless to say, there's plenty of things to discuss so, as well, before I get started, since it has been a while, I would like to reset, if you will, just to uh, reiterate what this show is, what it's about, and why we started it, uh, for those who uh, we hope will still give us a listen. First and foremost, we call the show Real to Real because we want to have real conversations, real discussions, real debate about substantive issues and not just to sit here and discuss it, but to act upon solutions. That was the goal of the show. Now, one of the most critical components of it, no pun intended, is critical thinking because people never change their behavior until they change the way they think. So, one of our main focuses is to find out what you think, how you think, how did you reach the conclusions that you came to. So therefore, part of that is where critical thinking comes in because it deals with the process and how you think. So that is a major part of the show. And also, let me remind you, we are big on definitions on this show. OK, the reason being, in our opinion, you cannot utilize or shall I say if you cannot define a word or term then it's almost impossible to utilize it properly or put it in proper context in a discussion a debate or anything of that nature so therefore we have to understand the meaning of words so you will hear us speak on definitions and we will encourage you to look things up so that you know them for yourself. And uh, I'm going to get into two definitions that I think are critical to the to the times that we are in right now. Uh, we all know about the George Floyd situation, the murder of George Floyd by four Minneapolis police officers. We know about other situations like these. Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, you know, Eric Garner. So, you know, there, there, there is a list. So the issue that is being dealt with right now is nothing new. How we deal with it and how we solve this issue to the best that it can be solved is part of the discussion that I would like to have today. So let me start by offering you a definition of critical thinking because it's going to set the stage and I have one other definition that I would like to provide you with so critical thinking the objective analysis and evaluation of an issue in order to form a judgment okay once again the objective analysis and evaluation of an issue in order to form a judgment we have to apply that 
to virtually any situation or circumstances that we deal with and encounter in order to form a workable or at least put the odds in your favor as far as whatever strategy you want to use to tackle that issue. And I think that's very important right now because we have an opportunity. We have the world's attention. Once again, this is not the first time. Okay, now what do we do with that opportunity? That is why we push critical thinking in our discussions and in our debates. But the other definition, which is something that is also a part of this debate, which is economics, social economics within minority communities. Okay, let me give you a definition of economics. The branch of knowledge concerned with the production, consumption and transfer of wealth. In most minority communities, what are we producing? We know what we're consuming and we are always concerned with the transfer of wealth. Because we, you transfer your wealth every time you spend a dime. Now, we need to get into that a little deeper in subsequent shows, and we will. But I just want to set the tone for what the show is, what our discussions are. And lastly, let me put this out to you. There's 700,000 plus podcasts out there on top of all the news channels and everything else. Most of them shoot for, you know, the quote unquote experts and so forth. And I'm not saying that, you know, they aren't. They have a lot of letters behind their names, a lot of experience most of the time in the areas upon which they speak. I'm not knocking that at all, trying to, you know, reach that pinnacle myself. But at the same time, we want to talk to regular, real people. It's also why we call this show Real Too Real, because the story of a grandmother that came through the 50s, 60s, that experienced things we can't even speak upon. Her story and what she has to tell me can be every bit as important, educational, intellectual, as what some Harvard PhD has to say to me because he might not have lived through that experience. So he can just speak from a research or study point of view. So I want the voices of people, their experiences, and that's a lot of, of what we intend to do on this show as well. We like to think of it as a people's show to share your thoughts. But at the same time, it's not like we won't challenge those thoughts because that's the point of critical thinking. Not only do I want to know what you think, but how you think, as I said, and how you came to believe or think what you do. Kind of like a mental archaeologist, if you will, you know, digging for the truth. And we apply that to ourselves. You know, we, we question where we got our information from. How did we reach our own conclusion? So we'll never ask uh, anything of you on this show that we don't apply to ourselves. We're not big time in any way, shape or form. Look, we are on the very bottom ground level. And the only way we can raise up is with your help. And if you believe in what we're trying to do on this show. So. I just wanted to reset that so that you have a good idea of what we're about and what we are trying to do. So as I engage in the topic that I want to get into, and as I said, we all know about the protest. We know about the killing of George Floyd and everything that that has brought to the forefront as far as the history of this country in racial discrimination, racism, 
whatever you want to call it. So, but I would like to offer you one thing, one other thing before we get into that. And uh, it's a bit, it's a Bible verse. And again, we, we will never beat you down with biblical references or religion. That's not what this show is. So you don't have to worry about that. But this particular one, I think, crosses over all religious spectrums, whatever your religion or spiritual belief might be. I'm pretty sure, and once I read it, it will be somewhat self-explanatory that it applies to all, in my opinion. And that is this, Ecclesiastics 1.9. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. As I said, I think it kind of speaks for itself. This is not new. It's not even strictly relegated to the black community, although it's the most prevalent form of it in today's society. But trust me, it's happened before to other people, other places throughout the history of mankind. Now, this is part of the expansion of our thought process of seeking knowledge, information and wisdom. These are things that have to be in your mental toolbox in order to process and hopefully reach conclusions that can lead to solutions, the right solutions. And that can be tricky. But as I said, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. So don't don't get it confused. As I like to tell young people a lot of times, the only thing new here is you. There's a reason your parents and grandparents know what you are going to do or have done because it's nothing they haven't seen before. You're the only one to think you've come up with the best idea since sliced bread. Okay. so anyway, let me get to the topic at hand. What happened to George Floyd should never have happened and it should never happen in this country again. But I also want to focus on the fact that if it was not for video, we might not know about this. And the reason that I say this, in a lot of ways, I am somewhat anti-technology as far as the social media aspect and these types of things. But we do have to focus on how it can be used for justice. And it's very unfortunate that this man had to lose his life to shake the collective consciousness and minds of people in this country as well as in other places around the world. And I know Rahm Emanuel made the, you know, the infamous statement, never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, that's a negative way of looking at things. Even if you think you want to do something that is beneficial to your party or whatever out of that to get something done that you believe needs to be done. Well, there's a big difference in doing what you believe needs to be done and what actually needs to be done that that is in the collective greater good for all involved and that's a debate and a discussion that we have to have because as i heard one young lady say all of these politicians have failed us and that is the absolute truth despite what party you are for they all have failed us when it comes to this topic and situation and now george floyd had to sacrifice his life to bring it back to the forefront in a way that a lot of the others didn't have the same impact as this one. So what are we going to do? We need to have collective conversations 
within our communities, with ourselves, to see what needs to be done. There's work that needs to be done on both sides. That is my main point. There seems to be legislative movement now in regards to certain immunities and protections that police officers have been afforded for a long time. And that's a good thing. But at the same time, to say that there's no law enforcement needed or wanted, I'll have to disagree with you there. But at the same time, how we police our own communities, our children. I mean, you have to understand, I am 54 years old. The vast majority of protesters that are out there are my generation's children or grandchildren. In a lot of ways, a lot of us, not all by any stretch, but a lot of us failed them in the culture and environment that we have left over the past 30 years, 30 to 35, uh, you can even say 40 years. What we have done, what we allowed to happen, what we didn't do is manifesting itself now. So we bear some responsibility. We have to ask ourselves, who are these kids and young people's leadership? Who do they look to? I had a conversation with a good friend with my business partner, and he made the statement that I'm still processing. It still rocks me every time I think about it. When he said, these kids don't listen to the old guard. And I said, well, who do they listen to? Who, who, who is their leadership? He said they pretty much listen to themselves. And that should make everyone a little concerned. Who and where are they getting their information? Do we know their thoughts and why they think that way? Is it true more than anything what they think and believe? They have a great amount of power right now within the media. So we better be concerned as to what solutions we put forward to come out of this. But it has to change. There's no question about that. And this may be one of the best opportunities we've had to invoke that change since the late 60s and the civil rights movement. And I applaud them for getting out there and protesting and making their voices heard. Don't get me wrong. By all means. The violence, the looting, you know, all of that. No, can't condone or, you know, I'm not an advocate of that whatsoever. There's nothing beneficial about burning down your own neighborhood. But the rest, absolutely. Absolutely. It is a staple of this country. So, absolutely. But just to touch on a couple of other things, and before I conclude here, it's going to be a rather short show. Like I said, we're just getting back into it. We, are, we have to address the police. We cannot continue with this ad, uber adversarial relationship with the public and the communities that they serve. And that means there's work to be done on both sides because people have their rights and you need to know your rights as far as when you encounter an officer. And we fully intend to make you as aware of what your rights are as possible. Hopefully that will create a form of de-escalation. But again, it takes two to tango. So therefore, we are actually going out to attempt to engage police departments in the DFW area, which is where we are, in a discussion to make that happen. And we will also be engaging with the public here in the very near future, pretty much starting next week, to start having these same discussions. There's a reason Lady Justice is blind and is holding scales. There's a balance that is out of whack. But there are responsibilities on both sides. Believe me, I'm in no way, shape, or form trying to take away or minimize what has been an issue for 400 plus years for blacks in this country. 
But I'm also not going to totally dismiss progress that has been made. And I don't want us to continue to see ourselves as victims, not when you have overcome and prospered through so much. I like to quote Eleanor Roosevelt in something that she said when she mentioned, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. The things we have experienced in this country, our grandparents, our great-great-grandparents, do not label yourself as a victim. We are victors. We are survivors. We are victors in the grand scheme of things. So we have to engage the police. That's step one, and it will be to their benefit as well. It can save lives on both sides to change the current structure of that relationship. Secondly, we have to deal with the economics, the socioeconomics, housing, jobs, money, you know, and that's on us to go into the communities to make sure these kids understand how this works. So from the educational system, from programs within the community, you know, we have to provide that knowledge and information, at least to those who want it and who are willing to accept it. I'm a firm believer that once we reach critical mass with that, then like anything else from music to clothing and so forth, there will be a natural draw towards it. But that's on us. No one else is responsible for our understanding of economics and building up our communities, not without looking for a profit from it. Now, policy changes on a legislative and political aspect. Her George Floyd's brother tell you to get out and vote, not just in the presidential elections, because presidents don't make laws. They might try to pass executive orders, but that's not a law. Your state and federal Congress people are the ones that pass laws. Your city council members in your city pass local laws and ordinances. These elections are every bit, if not more, important than the presidential election. Remember, the president is pretty much just the leader, lead singer of the band, okay? He's not playing any instruments or anything. He's the mouthpiece. Now, he is the leader of the country, so to speak. He sets the agendas, but he doesn't write any laws. So focus on the people who write the law in that process. And I'd like to end on the internal and external issues in the black community. And I would just like to state this. Along with the responsibility of police and government officials, there are those required of the people as well. That would be us. We have to address the issues in the black community as well as establish a strategy to deal with the external issues that contribute to our internal problems. At some point, we must recognize our contributions to our own situations. Unless we consider ourselves puppets, and our mentality and how we think and behave is controlled by what someone else does. I don't believe that. I won't accept that. That has been the case in a lot of situations, but there's too much information out there now to allow that to be an issue. How did we allow external forces to shape and dictate our perception of ourselves and by way of that control and predict our behavior? It's kind of like the stock market. If you know what's going to happen, you can position yourself to benefit. This is why critical thinking, how we think, and that discussion is so important because it dictates how we behave, how we act. That's what this show is all about. So please join me in that discussion. 
it can get heated. That's fine. This is not about agreement. Okay. As one of my favorite talk show hosts, Dennis Prager said, this is not about agreement. It's about clarity. We don't have to agree. We just need to be clear and we can walk away to and agree to disagree. But the discussion has to be productive. And that's what this is. In corporate terms, consider this show. Most corporations, it goes against what I was taught when I was taking business classes, which which tried to steer away from the top down management format. Consider this show bottom up. Okay, consider us taking your voice and taking it to the people who need to hear it. That's what we want this to be so that your voice isn't just lost in the ether of the Internet or talk radio. So please like the show. Send us an email with any questions or thoughts or comments. Our email is nextlev2 at gmail. That is N-E-X-T-L-E-V, the number two, at gmail.com. We'll have some other ways of communication here next week. Like I said, we're just getting back started. So we'll get everything in place from the Facebook page. Uh, Please check out our YouTube page at Fully Engaged with David Harris. We'll be posting new videos. We have one up now. We'll be posting new videos and discussions in the coming weeks. And we're just trying to reach out to basically as many people as we can, especially under the circumstances that we find ourselves today. But the issue now is what do we do and how do we get it done? And there's a lot of discussions to have about that. So please join us. I want to thank you again. Appreciate again all of those who subscribe to the show already. And we hope to build that audience and put your voice and your thoughts out there. Hey, be safe, keep it real, and I look forward to speaking with you on the next show. Peace out.